Hello and welcome to Downtown Manam, the podcast. I'm Becca, here with my co-host, Dustin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's not like we, you know, we do this every month, but that's, we, I appreciate it. And you put a the, Downtown Manam, the podcast? Yeah. Is that what's on our marketing? It sure is. Wow. That's why she does the marketing and I don't. I'm just a beautiful voice that people get to listen to. In fact, Dustin's does just my co-host. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, before we get into it, you know, we always do our plugs. We just get them out of the way right away. By the time this episode drops, it will be the week of the community cookout. That will Correct. be September 10th, 4th. If you come between 4 and 8, you pretty much can't miss it. It's on the corner of Broadway and 6th Avenue. And Becca is going to be working with the co-op, serving some awesome food. Mm-hmm. Look what? for our cute little um, co-op van. You can't miss it. Oh, yeah. I love the co-op van, by the way. I see it parked around. Thank you. It's awesome. We got it with a grant this year, and we're obsessed with it. We will drive it anywhere we can. <laughs> and our deli manager, Lane, has been delivering a lot of caterings in it. And I she... was just going to say, is that what the van's primarily used yep, for? Yeah, that and events. And super cute. Lane always jokes that she takes the long way everywhere and yells at people to look at her when she's <laughs> driving it. Look at me! Look at this van! It's so cute. So, um, yeah, watch for our cute little van and come eat some walking tacos. And Culver's is usually next door to our tent. Culver's and the co-op next door to each other is awesome. Then we got a few other food trucks, live music, kids games, some fun activities, and uh, yeah, some drinks. It's it's a good time. I always tell people that it's my it was my favorite event before I ever even got involved with downtown. I always love going to the cookout. And now you're skipping it this year. I know I'm not even in town for it. But Becca, you will enjoy yourself. I will. It's a, it is always a fun event. So if you like to eat food like I do, and I talk about it, on every episode. every episode, <laughs> our food's our main thing. So um, we'll get to it with our guest. He, yeah. he he knows what's coming. But the other fun thing is is that around the same time, not only is the community cookout kind of the kickoff to fall, it always kind of has been for. Uh, the community but the other kickoff to fall is the mabel tainer yes has their f- fresh reopening new slate of cal- calendar of events coming from september i think they're booked all the way up till may got a bunch of fun shows so that means we are joined by the interim executive director of the mabel tainer lucas chase thanks for having me <laughs> what a segue like that that yeah, was a that great was segue great. right off the exciting. cuff that we we went from the cookout to the mabel just like that I, I appreciate it yeah that was good <laughs> so are you excited? I am excited, Dustin. We're starting shows September 15th. Um, we start off with Ethan Iverson, who's a Menominee native, jazz musician. And then the next day on September 16th, we have Colin Mockery uh, from Whose Line Is It Anyway? The bald guy from Whose yes. Line Is It Anyway? Me and my mom, we're going. Absolutely. That's a show. My mom, we grew up on Whose Line. That was a mm-hmm. big That was a big show. And Colin was her was her, her favorite, favorite. he's was, a lot of people's favorites he was yeah. he, i liked ryan styles the tall guy right, he, he right, was right. mine yeah but uh colin i get it and i was like the second i saw my mom's birthday is like the week after i'm like slam dunk <laughs> slam dunk for a birthday, birthday no we're very excited we just have programs or season brochures printed yesterday they're going out in the mail this week um so by the time this episode drops that will people be a month ago so their, yeah people will have them in their in their mailbox yeah awesome um, so what are some of the other like just fun stuff coming up in the next like six months to a year or six to eight months for the yeah, for our whole you're season? I always like to highlight about. the fun stuff. Right. You know? Absolutely. Well, a lot of people know we have Charlie Barron's coming. That's October 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Wisconsin favorite. We have Louis Anderson. He's sold out. He, he's been sold out Charlie for a long time. Sold out. He sold out fast. He, he did. That was the fastest I think we've ever had. Ever 45 seen. minutes. Wow. Two shows, right? Two shows. He sold out in 45 minutes. minutes. Wow. 
Um, so that was pretty exciting to see. Um, Louis Anderson will be there in the spring. Uh, one of my things that I'm most looking forward to is the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Pipers. So it's a, a Scottish bagpipe rock band. So they're going to play rock, uh, classic rock with bagpipes. So I, that's already selling really well. I'm pretty excited. We're going what? One. We're going, Becca. Yeah. I am not missing Can that. we make that, that a downtown Menominee event? Oh, yes. Let's get the whole board going. That's, I like it. We're going to get everybody going. We're just going to buy a bunch like of tickets. That sounds like the best thing that I could come up with. I know. I remember uh, Lucas was like, I remember that was like the most excited I'd seen people like at the Mabel for like a show, like getting like some of the bigger names is fun. But like I like three people involved with the Mabel were like, We've got this band where they play classic rock on bagpipes, and we're going. We're going. <laughs> yeah, like this is awesome. It's such like a specific instrument that you don't get to hear outside of like, to be honest, of military funerals, funerals typically. Yeah. So like, right. to, I would like to get to hear them for something else. Sounds and just a different type of music that you normally wouldn't. So. Yeah, they sound so cool. I love yeah. them. I know some people don't like bagpipes. Oh, I love them. I they're, they're, loud, cool. they're loud, but I think they're they sound should awesome. be fun. Especially yeah. with 10 Scottish guys playing. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. <laughs> right. That does help. Be a good yeah. Time. <laughs> that's going to be a loud show in there probably. It will be. Amazing. It will be. I can't wait to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't either. That's like my number one on there. Like, and I'd seen Louis Anderson when he was at the Mabel a couple of years ago. Super good, by the way. Like, I love like when the Mabel gets like legendary comedians in there. So I'm like, oh, I can't not miss that. I can't. How can you miss going to Louis Anderson at, you know, right, he's right down the street. How can you miss it? He's almost sold out, too. People are excited. Oh, he was hilarious. He yeah. was funny. He ended his show. You can tell he's, like, one of them comedians that have been doing it for a long time, like, to where this is, like, just second nature to them. And he ends the show. He's, like, you know, he's, like, sitting there. He pulls out his phone. He goes, you know, I was, uh, we, he had to move. And uh, he was, like, yeah, I have a, a tote of all my old joke books. He's, like, and I found my first two from, like, the mid-70s. He's, like... So I took some photos of some of the pages. I'm just going to read them. And he's like flipping through his phone. And some of them aged so poorly. And he, like the crowd would go, ooh. And he's like, yeah, that one's not good anymore, is it? And he was going to keep flying. And the funny part was just the jokes. And he's like, these are like, and he was just like super relaxed because he's just like, he is just an older, nice guy. And he was just like kind of like stops and looks at the crowd and goes, man, it's crazy to think I was saying these jokes 40 years ago. He's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, that's like the whole joke. And it's super like, who funny. was I? Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? So yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, we're excited. Are you excited to have the Mabel back open and pretty much yeah, ready we'll to go? Yeah, back open. We had a show last weekend. We had our uh, um, kind of community fundraiser show, which went over really well. Um, so yeah, we're just excited to have people back in the building. You know, we're open for tours Fridays and Saturdays currently. But uh, it'll be great to have full houses back in the theater again and just just welcome people back into the Mabel. Yeah. Which is really nice. If again if you haven't been if you're listening to this and haven't been in the Mabel, just going into the Mabel is worth it. It's the gorgeous. Show. It's pretty exciting. At minimum go on a tour. Specifically the ghost tours. <laughs> of course. I've been waiting. Like, is it too soon to talk about the ghosts in the Mabel <laughs> Tainer? Never yet? too soon to talk okay. about the ghosts. I knew it. I knew she couldn't get through it. <laughs> You knew you had to have known. I was like, okay, we'll get through the um, the shows, the show all that kind of stuff. I now I want to know ghosts. everything about the ghosts that I've <laughs> that I've met. <laughs> You've had experiences in the Mabel, or no? Uh, just once, yeah. Oh. Uh, my husband saw whoever it is up in the balcony the balcony area. Yep, that's a popular hot that's, spot. That's yeah, just, we had happened. we were on a ghost tour, and it was still light out. So I feel like if it if we went when it was nighttime, we probably would have seen even more he always sees stuff like that though like if we go on if we do any sort of ghosty stuff i'm always like oh yeah i'm so excited i'm gonna see something and then he gets to see something cool i'm like 
It's because they know that the spirits know. Exactly. They're like, no, no, this person not wants interested. It. This not tour. interested yeah. in this lady. We know that yeah. she wants to see us. She which gets is, it. Yeah. yeah, she get. Yeah, she gets it. That's not fun for us. She, yeah, she already knows we're here. We don't need to spook her. <laughs> so, what are some of the? I guess since she already segued in, or what are some of the best? Uh, you have? Have you had anything in there? It's pretty common. I've never seen anything happen with ghosts per se, but things have happened to me while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Things get moved. Lights are turned on. Probably the weirdest thing that's happened to me while I'm there. Um, there by myself, going out of the building to set the security code and leave. Um, there was a spotlight that had turned on on stage, and one of the the dimmers for one of the spotlights had been turned on and moved up. Um, no one else in the building, just me and I, obviously had not done that. Oh um, my so gosh. when I was leaving, there was a spotlight shining on stage, um, and I was the only one in the building. Interesting. So it's stuff like that, not so much mm-hmm. that you're seeing anything. But they make sure happen. that you know that they're around. They, they're like, we, you might not see us, but we're going to play pranks on you. Absolutely. And it's really more just a feeling. Here. It's more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. You know that they're there. Oh, right. yeah, definitely. Well, because your mom, uh, Lucas's mo- uh, mom, has been involved in the community a lot, too. Didn't She has something, too, there, right? Wasn't she alone? Right. She had an experience where uh, she locked up the whole building, upstairs, main floor, and downstairs. And she was coming up from the downstairs level. Um and then when she was leaving to set the security code, she heard the upstairs door, which used to be the city offices, city hall. So it used to have a bell on it um, so people would know when they came in and out of that room. She heard that door open, the bell ring, and then the door close. And she had already locked that door, and she was the only one in the building. So that's the experience that she that's had there. One. Yeah. Well, does the door not have a bell on it anymore It either? does not have a bell on it anymore. They took that off during the renovation. Ooh. But... Uh, I wish that people could see it. <laughs> my face right now. It's like, what? She's just going. Well, I always thought like, uh, you know, over the years, um, you know, Mabel Tainer's had so many paranormal groups going and out. And um, a few years ago, we worked with one um, for the Historical Society on the Mabel, some gentlemen that do a really good job. And uh, so we brought them in and a few of us uh, went on the thing with them. And, you know, people had experiences and then they went to show their... uh, you know their footage and they got some good stuff if you look it up it's johnsdale paranormal i'm sure it's still on google um and uh but the best in one google. was in google <laughs> in on the google, google machine yeah, sorry a, i couldn't that let was that a one terrible, go that was a terrible sentence uh and uh how old are you actually but that next but it was funny because one of the people that and lucas knows the story because i think you guys turned it into like magnets or something that picture but like the next day like a couple that went to the presentation or whatever and there's a famous story about the white lady in white or whatever Uh, they take like this picture of uh one of the dresses that are on display and like in the far background there's looks like a, a lady like in full and white just sitting on like the stairs in the background yeah full victorian and it was just dress coincidental oh that the, these people saw the presentation the night before went into the mabel because like well we want to see the mabel this is cool and then took this yeah. photo and then they immediately like sent it to all i remember all the mabel people were like oh my gosh no way it's probably your best it's documented so cool. ghost it's pretty it's good it's pretty good it is good um one of the other big things when we were at Johnsdale Paranormal and the during their investigation, we were in the pastor's study, which is kind of a hot spot, and they put a flashlight up on the mantle there, um, and they were asking questions, and they started to ask, is there anyone here with us? If so, flash the light three times, and boom, 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 yeah. the flashlight went off three times. Whoa. And then they asked another question, and it did the same thing. Then it stopped for a while, but it was... Mm-hmm. Pretty strange that that would happen if they just set a flashlight right. up on the mantle and then it would flash on and off. But interesting, yeah. Yeah, they even said like they're a group of guys that uh, 
you know, they're not allowed to find ghosts. I'm sure Lucas knows this from working with them a couple times. They really times. don't even believe in it. They really don't. One of the main guy, the lead guy, like, admits that he, he only tells of one place he ever was that he says is haunted. Mm-hmm. Like, he says he just doesn't use that word. He said right. that's just ridiculous. And uh, they still say that Mabel's one of their top three places yeah, to go to. To go they to. Love it. They, they can't, they, mm-hmm. they just never come out with a, with a night where something doesn't get, doesn't happen weird right. that they just are like, what is happening? So. And I think the word haunted too often has a negative connotation with it. Like you think haunted and you think like Bad. demons. Bad, yeah. But really it's like they're like spiritual activities. Not that. Right. It's not like they're right. uh, hurting people or anything. They exactly. just. Well, friendly ghosts are way Friendly ghosts. That's the way we like to think about it. Oh, I grew up with a friendly ghost. Her name is Sarah. She lived in my mom's house. My dad has seen her a few times. Interesting. Um, I'll tell you the story some other time. <laughs> There's a lot of stories that go along with it, but so I don't I don't think anything of it. I forget that people are like skeptical, and I just grew up with ghosts in my ghosts. house all the time. That was always like I don't know stuff would always go missing, or like you'd hear sounds where there shouldn't be noises coming from, and just like. It just was a normal thing in our house, so that's why I, I want to know about... everyday experience. Right. <laughs> Which I feel like is kind of what the Mabel's like. Very true. All these people who have used to go to the Mabel or have their specific spots there now are just like, we're not leaving. They don't want to leave. They, they love yeah. it so much, they don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't blame them. You know that that's on the tour. Is that in the tour? <laughs> of right course there? That's yeah. such a, that's such a I'm the executive director of the Mabel line. <laughs> yep. You know you've said that line to Absolutely. groups of people all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so, if you visit the Mabel, you can hear Lucas say that exact line yep. at a they point. They love it so much, they don't want to leave. <laughs> so funny and so, probably many directors prior to yeah exactly no, it's, it, that's in the binder like Absolutely. this is a must tour say, guide binder yep. <laughs> the only question that i have the toilet that flushes on its own is that real or is that so like we have lots of toilets okay. that flush on their own there was one specifically that i was next to when it happened that was like the backstage one mm-hmm. and it was like pitch black they turned all the lights off so is most of the scam? T- most of the toilets are on sensors so whatever that means to you, right? They flush all the time by mm-hmm. themselves. We always just say it's a boy girl ghost or a girl ghost, depending on if it's in the boys' bathroom or the girls' bathroom. Sure, interesting. Um, but I don't know if they have a sensor that makes them flush once a day, or if it's just they catch light and then they flush. And that's it. Yeah. Got but it. I was just curious. Yeah. See, like it debunked. happens. Debunked. I hear it right. every day. All right. Good so, to know. So. I figured it was but something like that. Ghosts have to like go that. to the bathroom yeah. too. So. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know probably. Probably. Maybe. Or maybe. Um, okay. Depends how many concessions they get. That's oh man, <laughs> she's even plugging your drink concessions. Yes, yeah, stop going at the bar. <laughs> yeah, all the bathrooms flush downstairs where the bar is at. <laughs> oh my gosh! So uh, the deeper into this podcast I know, we get, I know, the weirder get, the weirder I'm gonna get. I know. Like, well, this all my gr- walls are gonna come yeah, down. Yeah. Well, People this is this is September experience. for this one, and next month's October, and I've already said to Becca that she's allowed to get a. We allowed to, have to do like one. Halloween related podcast, so she's going to be all about it. Oh, that's exciting. I already got my Halloween decorations out. Today's <laughs> August 19th, and I already put Halloween, one of my Halloween decorations up. Yikes. And bought some new ones. <laughs> that's I'm pretty that early. person. <laughs> See, but I'm not like a Christmas decorator. Like, I do decorate for Christmas, but I don't like get into it like some people do. Halloween is my, is my holiday. I hate that you see stores. Like, it's like three months to the holiday, and 
Yeah. Stores are already. I think Halloween stuff's and, already out. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. for sure. I bought Christmas some is just stuff around the corner. Christmas is just around the corner. Don't say that. Don't wish <laughs> Halloween away. Um, so then the other question I have for you is just because we're going off this is okay. So obviously there's a lot of history with the Mabel, and we don't need to get into all that. But give us like two or three that are like fun historical facts or parts of the building or something that's just uh, I don't know random. Like just ones that pop into your head that you find super interesting. Well, I think there's a lot of family history that people don't know, which I find super interesting. Okay. Andrew Tainer, Mabel's father, was married before uh, her mother, Bertha. Um, he was married to an Indian princess, Mary Poskin Goose, and they had yep. five children. Um, a lot of people don't know that, which I think is super interesting. So total together, there's only five Tainer children from Andrew and Bertha, but altogether there's actually 12 children. Um, oh. So I think that was kind of interesting. You don't hear a lot about the other children, mm-hmm. maybe because they were a Native American. but um, And they also didn't have a huge house and a huge theater built after them when they passed right. away. Yeah, they didn't right. have these monuments that were built for them and really hardly even in pictures of them. So people right. don't really know that, and I find that super interesting. It's kind of the uh, um, sound of music story that people don't know. Hire a governess, marry her after a year. And then have your own family, right? Um, so that's kind of a really interesting point that yeah. Most and well, the don't thing know. is, like you said, the pictures of that almost are almost non-existent. There's only like a couple right. that exist. Yep. I remember when I worked at the historical site down uh, on the north side of town a couple of years ago, we got like a, a donation of like a family album, and there was a picture of like two of them in there, and we were like, oh my wow. gosh, no way! We've never seen them before, right? We were like, we can't believe it that we that this picture like finally exists because it was an old fan, um, an old collector in town had like their family album from that he got like sixty years ago, wow, and he's just held it, and then we were like, wow, because I think yeah, this it's, is just so it's pretty interesting, and most people don't know about it. Um, right. I would say another big point is that. The theater, when it was built, it wasn't built just as a theater. It was really built as a community center. Um, okay. So you had the Grand Army of the Republic Room, which was a space for Civil War veterans to hang out. It was city offices, so City Hall was in the Mabel Tainer. Um, it was the public library, and it was the permanent home of the Unitarian Society Church. Um, so it really was a community space. Downstairs, It was a um, there was a sewing room for women to hang out in, and then there was a public room, a billiards room for the men to hang out in. Um, so it wasn't just a theater. That's not why people went to the building specifically. Mm-hmm. They went to the building for all these other things. I mean, the largest aspect of it was the public library. Um, okay. That's why most people went there. But um, it really was a community center, not just a theater for people to go to. Yeah. And so many people remember the library there. Do you run into people, Becca, at all that talk about the library being there? No. Yeah. Not that I've, I mean, maybe it just hasn't come up. I'm sure I know people. Because it was there not like a crazy long time ago. Until 1986. Yeah, I was going to say the 80s. So that's not all that long ago. So, I mean, you know, until they built a new one. I mean, I wasn't born yet, so it feels like a long time (laughs) ago. Yeah, it feels like forever. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You know, my other, uh, the the thing I always find uh, interesting about the the Mabel that, uh, it's discussed when you go on like a tour there is that it was almost torn down in like the 50s, right? Yeah, it got saved by one vote. Yeah. Um, one is it one is that insane to think that what? one vote and and like a couple groups of people like a couple yeah, groups thanks to the, the Nominee Women's, Women's Club, Club and the yeah. Nominee Theater Guild. Wow. Otherwise it would torn down. Those two clubs wouldn't have came forward. And both of those organizations still exist. Still exist. They're still doing yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, the Women's wow. Club do all the the big uh flowers downtown. Yep. Yes. Which I are can beautiful. See one right from where I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always interesting to me year. when I think about like now when we tear down buildings now, which can happens everywhere. I'm just like, 
they were thinking about doing that 70 years ago. Could you imagine yeah. if that was a parking lot? 1958, they're going to turn it into a parking lot. Wow. Man. You know, I always think Would about... Would solve the parking problem downtown. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'd find something else We'd to find complain something. about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you ever... If you do go online and you want to look up, like, the uh, asylum that was in Dunn County, uh, it was, like, this huge building. And, like, when you see pictures of it, it would have been... Massive. The, it, it's massive. And it would have been the biggest... If it was still standing, it would have been the biggest building in the county. Because it was so big. It was, like, out on the east side. And, obviously, it got torn down, you know, and, and such. But, like, I look at that photo and you, like, go, man, would this be awesome if this was still mm-hmm. standing, you know? Oh, it's a beautiful building. It was awesome. Could you imagine if we were looking at photos of 60 years later of this, like, Mabel Tainer Theater and we're, like... That could that be would here. have been great to have. Could you yeah, imagine what downtown looks? Like, Menominee looks like, right? Like that's such a staple of our downtown and of our community as a whole. Like I can't imagine it. Right. Oh, I mean, you put a billboard. I can't for imagine Menominee somebody wanting to tear it down ever. Look at it. It's the fifties post-war. Yeah. That's well, something Melissa start had, over when we had Melissa Neeland on. She said a lot of times things would get remodeled or torn down because it wasn't long enough ago that it was like historic so an example she had was like some things from the 80s a house decorated from the 80s we wouldn't try to preserve it because it doesn't seem like it's history to us but in 30 years that we're it would be cool to see something like that so i can i would guess a lot of is a lot of it things like that right. where it's well, just like they didn't know what the value would right. be and really the theater set empty in the 40s and the 50s because the silver screen the movie theaters came in and people stopped mm-hmm. going to live entertainment and most theaters of mabel's time got switched over to movie theaters right oh. which is why the mabel is so is considered one of the best preserved most beautiful victorian theaters mm-hmm. in the world because it was never turned over into a movie theater and taken away all the gilding and all the woodwork it was left as it was and really, that's thanks to it being empty mm-hmm. and not people using it during those times. It was able to be it preserved. It was able to be preserved. Yeah. Right, that's they, cool. they would have went in there and just ransacked it. Totally. They had to rip out all the seats to make it more. Because more, the Mabel, you know, the positive and the negative, probably the biggest negative of the Mabel is the seating. Because you almost, you wish you had, could put 700 people in there. I'm that, sure you do that all the time. That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that there's only like 280 seats, and if you really want to pack the house, you can put maybe 300 in, right? Yep. And that's like the On only thing. You're like, oh, I wish. Don't you just sometimes just wish that there was more? Well, I wish it was so people could experience and we can mm-hmm. get right. you know, bigger performances and bigger right. acts. And I think that's the one thing that people don't understand about the Mabel. Like, again, uh, I actually think uh, um, following the Mabel of like you know 10 years now, that the shows that you and your crew have set up over there this season are, I think, the best season that the Mabel's seen in years. Like, there's, like, big names and, like... And sometimes people get... Mabel gets criticized for not having the big names. It's like, well, they can't sell 800 tickets. You to know? make there's, up for the cost of it. Yeah, it's yeah. literally maxed out at, like like we just said, if you're forcing it, 300. Right. And you that's, know? you know, some of the big, the big part of it. We have to... Uh, um, in order to make money, we have to sell every single ticket for the shows that we have coming up because I really tried to get high caliber yeah. shows that people want to see. But in order for us to make money, we really have to sell out almost you know, 75, 80% of the show just to even make a dollar. Um, so we hope that people do come out and buy tickets this year. Yeah. Um, but that's part of the thing that we wanted to do. We, you mm-hmm. know, We've been away, gone. We haven't had shows in 18 months. We really wanted to come back in a big way and start 
doing that again. Yeah. So how did you get involved with Mabel Tainter? Have you, are you from Menominee? Have you been involved with it for a long time? Like what is your history with the theater? Sure. So I grew up in Menominee, uh, born and raised here. Um, like Dustin mentioned before, my mom used to work at the theater in the late 90s, early 2000s. So during school, I would go there and hang out and look through the archives and get all excited about uh, the Lumber Barons and just yeah. kind of imagine that story. So that's kind of how I got really interested in, in the Mabel Tainer. Cool. Um, and then I went to college for theater and business management. And then after that, I worked at the Ordway for about four years um, in St. Paul, which is a, a live Broadway um, stage. That does seat about 2,000, so that's good right. to have. Yeah, Ordway's a big, big It's a place. big theater. Um, and then I've been on the board for three years prior to me working uh, at the Mabel. I was on the Mabel board for three years, and then our previous director left, and it was a good time for me to step in and help out. So that's why I'm interim still mm-hmm. and currently. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, where do you go to school to get uh, theater business management? Because that seems super specialized, especially in you know, now. Sure. So I went to Luther College in Decorah, Iowa, and um, they had an arts management program is what they called it. And you could do a major in theater and minor in business or a major in business and a minor in theater. Um, So that's kind of how they they, uh, Mm -hmm. intertwined their arts management degree. Um, But I majored in both just because I had the time to and the want to. So what's schooling like for theater like to go to school for this that just sounds interesting to me like i don't know it's just so specialized yeah what, were, yeah, you know? what kind of classes are yeah involved? like what it's like is list. the yeah <laughs> i, I like, want to know tell us everything <laughs> i like i need to know what well, this for is for business management degree it's normal of you course. know you have your finance classes your accounting classes sure. hr classes the same things that you would take in any business degree and then theater is you know you have your lighting design classes so you have to learn how to operate and uh design a, a stage production mm-hmm. um using tech equipment and then you have your normal acting and um speech classes um you have to take dance classes um just staged um learning how to talk in front of people is kind of the big thing about it yeah the speech Uh, and you can specialize within that degree but a theater degree Mm -hmm. is usually being comfortable talking in front of people sure you really get like the full experience of all sides of it too it's not just performing or right and that's kind of the whole whatever. part of it you it's like you can all aspects all of it good. front and backstage so that's really cool that, that sounds cool. fun i know Dang. what was i doing with my life <laughs> okay theater, I, theater I never did the does that mean you were in theater in high school then yeah i was in theater in high school um Audric boer who's currently on our board and is currently the theater and choir director at the high school did a lot of productions and i believe still does um great job of performances at the high school so that's he kind of really got me interested in doing that in high school sure cool. i just have one more uh random question about the mabel because this is something that i have always found fascinating since i learned it will you um tell the listeners about the tunnels under the town <laughs> the tunnels that don't exist they don't they don't well <laughs> what do you say you just wrecked my I, I, life. I i will because I know the histori- the historical reference of it, but I'll let Lucas right. go and see what he believes. The story that I have heard on a tour was that they were there was tunnels so that one of their kids could go to the theater and to school. Yeah, we've heard that one before. So I heard that on a tour at the theater. <laughs> so if like, that oh, was a lie, like, 
I'm on, mic- I'm on microphone. So supposedly there are tunnels underneath the town to certain buildings, right? Mm-hmm. To go in between downtown buildings, which is true. Because um, you can see remnants in some of the basements, can't you? Yeah. You can see like the old doorways and but, such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But the reasoning for them has been skewed a lot. Oh, a lot. Uh, so really for the Mabel, there is an access point at the Mabel in the basement yes, that has been is. walled off, mm-hmm. which I believe to possibly be a tunnel in which I know that there are tunnels at the Louis Smithainer house. That's the that's the one that is. To the lake True. bank. There's the Louis Smithainer mm-hmm. house that's near the Mabel and there is a tunnel that goes to the lake bank. Yep. Right. So what's been told to me is that in the summertime the Knapp Stout Lumber Company used to ship um, blocks of ice down from Canada to cool the building and the way that they got them into the building was bringing them up from the lake bank after it had been shipped down the waters and seaways yep. whatever to the building and that that's how it was brought into the building along with ways to heat the building such as coal and things like mm-hmm. that that's another way that they would have got them into the building yep. um if that you seems go down, a lot more like a true story right. than it, anything it i've heard about if you go down <laughs> in the mabel there's an old kind of refrigerator that's tubed around and they mm-hmm. would have put blocks of ice in there to cool the front vestibule area of okay. the theater. Um, but it was never really used for to tramp. A lot of people say it was used for the family so people wouldn't mm-hmm. see them. Or if they were sick, then they wouldn't have to go outside. Or if it was cold, they wouldn't have to go outside. I don't think it was ever used for anything like that. For I think it was more. I think it was more for heating and cooling usages yeah. of the building. Big things that they didn't want to haul up the side of the hill. Mm-hmm. That they could just bring through the tunnel system. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's right. One, it seems like a tunnel system too would be perfect to store ice in, right? Because it's they cool. would probably store for more, multiple days. Right. right. It's cool. Throw it under some straw. It sits in the. Dark. Oh yeah. It would sit there for months. Mo- yeah, probably and a month that, or and so. And then they could keep using it and using it. And they brought it all refilled. the way down from Canada. Yeah. Well, it's not like yeah, because again, it's not like they're grabbing ice every day. Right. They're probably grabbing a bunch right at the beginning of the year, and it's holding for mm-hmm. six months to get through whatever you need to do. Interesting. So yeah, well, and there's other tunnels that are throughout the downtown, and they're exact. They're exact. They're all steam and coal. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they're. And used under for. campus too, isn't there? Yeah, like there the there was plaza? a tunnel that I do believe is on record that was under campus at one point. I think that was the only one that actually interesting any in any way transported, but it wasn't that long. It like crossed underneath like one of the roads. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I know so there's one cool. from the clock tower to yeah right. um, Harvey Hall. Yep, that's and the that one they still use. Yeah, for and then there was also one. Like on the east side of town too, that has been gone for a long time. But it, you can see it on like old maps. There's just like a dark line, right. mm-hmm. and it's just like that's random that there was a tunnel here. I think people think it's a lot more exciting than what I know. Yeah, it's an exciting story real, to tell. The, I, right. get to the, I think the real answer is not bad. I don't, you know. No, I think that's I mean, really obviously cool too. transporting I just, people. And the Victorians scary, used to walk you know. underneath the yeah. underneath um, the floor to to hide get their where children. they need to go. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So guess, much more dramatic. <laughs> One of the questions I have for you then, since you'll uh, you know you've been around the Mabel for a while and. We were talking about shows at the beginning of the, this episode. Is like, who are some of the, or what are some of the acts that you're like would love to get there? Obviously, I, we talked about there's only 300 seats, and the Mabel only has a budget of so much. But even within those constraints, is there like a couple, like people or musicians or like genres that you're looking into, like that would be really cool. So too. what the Mabel does or tries to do, they try to get people on their way up or on their way down. That's kind of how we can make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but our goal is at some point to have someone extremely famous. I have been in the talks with uh, 
the agents with James Taylor to get him here to do an acoustic set. Um, of course, that's a long shot. But he does love performing in small venues, small historic mm-hmm. venues. So that's something that I have been working on and will continue to work on. But again, that's a long mm-hmm. shot. But if you don't try, it's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's and cool. I will say, if there's one last plug, I give them Mabel and Beck. I'm sure can say this. If nobody's seen a show there, like to go see like a Louis Anderson or a, you will never get a more intimate setting so yeah. yeah that's not a dumpy club or something no i was you gonna might say get that, that earlier when we were talking about how small it is i think that's one of the coolest parts it about is. it is that it's such an intimate experience and it is just so i don't know it's such a unique thing you that feel you don't kind get of to... set in kind of yeah. almost at home and even if right. you sit in the no, balcony you're right. close yeah. no seat is more than 35 feet away right. from the stage so what a, yeah that's a, a stat right it's there. a great view well we are we are already to the end. We it's got our five minute warning go. like fifteen minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. so we probably should wrap it up. We're not very good at listening to directions. Nope, nope. that's, that's sorry, what Scott. We, that's what we do. <laughs> uh, uh, our silent partner Scott here just sits there and has to deal with that. Um, all right. Well, we always end the show with the same two questions with every guest. Um, I guess we'll we'll end with Becca since uh, she she started. I'll let you end the podcast too. Okay. Um, mine is always uh, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is The Patriot. Ooh, Ooh. The Patriot. That's Gibson. a good answer. You might be the first guest who just had an had answer it. right away. Yeah. You either get the people that can't pick one no, or that's the people that... by far my favorite movie. Great yeah. choice. It's such a great movie. Mm-hmm. That is a good movie. It's really rewatchable. Anything too. with Mel Gibson, in my opinion, is, is, he's oh, just yeah. a fantastic actor. He is an underrated actor. Yeah. Did you ever watch that movie, The Beaver, with him? Did you ever see that I one? I haven't You seen should that watch one. that one. That was like okay. 10 years ago with him and like... Jodie Foster, I think. Also, it was my, like he was. It was like his return. Remember after his, you know, right. obvious controversy. My second favorite movie is The Panic Room Ooh, with Jodie Foster. Yeah, and Kristen Stewart. Yes, Kristen Stewart's the young girl in that. That was her first movie. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah, but watch that. That's really good. It shows that Mel Gibson can really I will do that. Like an actual the Beaver. Act. The Beaver. Yeah, okay. came out like ten years ago. It's okay. good. Um, I just want to know what kind of good food you've eaten lately. Because <laughs> <laughs> Beck is so into food, so I have to make a plug here. Oh. For anyone listening, I recommend and I implore you to go to, it's called Kingfisher in Durand, Durand yeah. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I heard about this place. It's kind of a new supper club. They have the former uh, chef from, no, I'm not going to think of it, the restaurant in Pepin, Wisconsin, the Harbor View, which is mm. often thought of as a great restaurant. It's the chef who was uh, formerly at Harbor View, is now at Kingfisher, downtown Durand. It is wonderful. Great view of the Chippewa River. Mm. Fantastic place to go. I'd recommend anyone who's listening to go there. Cool. Yeah. I've what did you have? What can I had pan seared scallops mm. and with uh, Brussels sprouts and um, crispy prosciutto. It was delicious. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I want that right now. Yeah. It's like <laughs> nine a.m. and I'm like, I could eat. I could eat scallops right now. <laughs> right. Scallops and steak. Okay. <laughs> Give it to me now. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Lucas. This Thank you for great. having we me. We appreciate everything you do at the Mabel again. Absolutely. Everybody out there, it's mabeltainer.org, correct? Correct. And uh, can find the Mabeltainer on their website, social media. All the places. Yep. All the places. All the places. And Buy when, some when, are, when are free tours again, quick? Fridays and Saturdays from 12 to 3. We do tours, free tours. Um, docents will be there and happy to show you around. If there's a different time that you're in town and want to go, just give us a call and we'll be happy to set one up for you. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here Thank today. Thank you. Yes. Well, thanks, Becca. This was great. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> <And> we'll <laughs> chat with you uh, again on the next time.
See you next time.